Arr, pirate fans, it's time to find out the state of the ship of your defending champions for the 2022 season with your hosts, Johnny Wilbur and Jake Ignazuski. And now, brought to you by Resonate, it's the state of the ship. Welcome into the State of the Ship, brought to you by Resonate. We are joined by head coach Sean Kaiser this week, and nobody to bring in the State of the Ship better than the head coach, newly appointed head coach, defensive coordinator, and assistant head coach from last year. Sean, thanks for joining us, Coach. Uh, we really appreciate you You're taking your time after practice today. The team's all in. Uh, we have the State of the Ship, and we've been keeping everybody up to date with where the Pirates are at as we get ready for the 2022 season, coming in as the UFL champions and uh, getting ready to uh, start off another season. Oh, absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me. Sorry, Coach. <laughs> thanks for having me, um, Jake. Um, um, I appreciate the um, opportunity to talk about the Pirates going into 2022 season. So it should be a fun season, exciting season. I'm excited to you know see what we can do this season. How was, uh, how was your offseason? Offseason was great. Very, very fast. The fastest offseason I've been a part of. I think it was only four months. Um, I got home at the, like, the beginning of August or October, and I had to get right back out here um, in February. So it was very, very quick. I know I say that for the least. And then other than football, what, what's some of your favorite things to do um, during your free time? I'm a chill guy. No, I like to really just stay at home, watch Netflix, kind of, you know, watch some movies. Um, sports, I'm into sports, obviously. I like to watch football when I can, uh, basketball. You know, I'm from Cleveland, so – Anything's going on in Cleveland, I, I like to do those activities. You know, spend time with my son too. You know, he's he's a sophomore in high school now, so he's growing. So I like to you know see him grow into a young man. So you know, all that factors in into what I do now. Coach, uh, just real quick, uh, you know, coming into a short season like this, uh, you got the call. Uh, what was it like that you get the head coach call? Jawal called me one night actually, and um, very surprising phone calls, just random phone call from him. Uh, just pretty much asking me that he wanted to promote me to head coach, and you know, very excited that you know he took the opportunity to you know grant me with that opportunity to lead the Pirates going into 2022. So, um, my first year head coaching, I'm excited for the opportunity. Just excited to lead this team uh, moving forward. So we'll see what happens this season. It was definitely well-deserved because when looking at the statistics last season when you were the defensive coordinator for the team, you know, the team led the entire league in all nine uh, defensive categories. And so how are you looking to implement that success that you had with the defense last season now with this team's defense as well as also helping out with the offense a little bit? Well, the main thing I always tell the guys is just to compete. Um, I feel like we compete. I, I love smart football players. I feel like the smart football players transition over good on the football field. Um, if they could pick up on my defense, I feel like it's, it's made to succeed in the IFL. So all the guys got to do is just communicate. And same thing as the offense. We got a new offensive coordinator and Coach Stout. Um, he, he does a great job with him and Cuss with the offensive line. And then it, so they do a pretty good job um, working with the offense. So we're going to be a dangerous team to beat this season. Coach, now, uh, so as far as, you know, the difference in the IFL, you have a short season, but you guys, you know, even the draft just finishing up, is that tough, uh, you know, to try and really have to wait this close to before the opening night to really pick your team? Yeah, it actually been pretty tough. I can't even lie. Um, I know we short on numbers for training camp, um, but I trust Jawad in. And recruiting and bringing in some talent here. Um, I know he know what he's doing. 
it's his fourth season doing this. Um, so he have a good eye for talent. So I'm not worried. We can only control what we control, and that's coaching these guys that's in here right now. Again, I'm ready for week one when we play against Frisco, and it's no excuses. We expect to come out and put up a performance and win, and um, we just got to get the job done for whatever we're working with right now. Well, before the USFL draft, uh, you know, the Pirates had 12 returning players from that championship roster uh, going into 2022. Now it's now it's 10. And so, like, how does that familiarity with last year's players uh, really help your um, job be a little bit easier um, to prepare them for this upcoming season? Uh, it's, it's great. Uh, I know I don't have to teach, especially on the defensive side, I don't have to teach all eight guys on the defense the game again. Um, I got what, six out of my eight starters on defense back. And that's a big thing because they already pretty much know the system, know what I expect from them. And it's just easy to implement the other two guys in there. Um, losing Toby was a big um, hurt for us on the defensive side. But, you know, we got some got some young pieces in there that that um, do just as good as he will do in there. Um, but other than that, offensive side, obviously having drove back, that's, that's a big thing, that quarterback. And, and T.O. to lead that receiving pack. Um, so those two key pieces on offense, Martez Carter, you know, coming back as running back as well. Um, he didn't have a lot of games last season playing, but he's a big part of our success this season. So we look forward to, you know, leaning on him in the running game. Um, and yeah, just building up that offensive line. We got some key pieces on the offensive line, and we just look to get stronger there. Um, I know we're going to bring in a couple more pieces there. So we're just looking to build. So something I am curious about real quick, it, it, it's a little bit of a joking way, but I'm also a little bit serious. How, as a coach, are you going to be able to decipher Thomas Owens, T.O., his nickname, and in, in T.O. Redding now? I'm, I'm just curious how, how what your thought process was through it. <laughs> well, so even, even in the office, there, there's been times like, oh, you picking up T.O.? Like, what's going on with T.O.? And I, I'm like, is it Redding, or are we, are we talking, talking about, about Thomas Owens? You know, we we having an issue with that. Uh, I think we're just going to call T.O. Retton, just Retton by his last name, and call T.O. T.O. Makes sense. But um, we actually got another guy on defense, um, um, Theo, kind of similar to T.O., <laughs> one of the D linemen. Um, so all them names kind of similar. So it's very interesting. We'll see how it play out. Um, right now, you know, we just call it T.O. and T.O. Retton. We'll just figure it out as the season go on. Once you, you get the team together and opening night gets here on March 12th uh, here at the DCU Center, you can get tickets online right now at Ticketmaster. Just a little plug. Um, you know, the excitement and all that. How do you just keep you guys focused on, on the game and, and the season and the season ahead that this is not the same team that won the, you know, the championship last year? You guys got to go out and prove yourselves. Well, the main thing is, uh, you know, lead a pass in the past. Last season was, you know, a fantastic season, historic for a lot of us. Uh, won 11 games straight, won the first ever championship here. So we try to lead that in the past. I mean, this is a what have you done for me lately type of league. Um, so we really just trying to lead that in the past, move on with the um, future and present, and really just start all over. I know Jawaz stated a couple times, one ain't enough. We, we're not satisfied with just winning one time. I mean, we're trying to win multiple rings here. That's that's the um, – status here we're trying to win and you know we just take that one game at a time and you know just you know keep these guys dialed in every week because you know we got to me we got the target on our back even more this season after winning the championship and even though the Pirates were so successful last year as, as a coach how are you looking for this upcoming team uh, or what areas are you looking to improve in uh, coming up on this upcoming season uh, we got key pieces at every position um, I know we just need more depth at the offensive line and that's something we got to get it couple more guys in um defense we we solid um 
receivers will be pretty good. We just probably need one more piece there, and just we need another running back at depth for depth. But how much of a problem is it to to have lost Justin? I mean, he he was such a big oh, important man. part, especially in the playoffs. Jay Stockwell, he's a, he's a great player. One of a, one of the most dynamic players I ever seen um, the coach be a part of, even playing or as a coach. Um, very shifty back there. You know, I always used to tell you know Bones Bagante, our offensive coordinator from last season. I hate the game plan against um, Jay Stock because he's he's hard. He's hard. He's very shifty, and um, he went out to Arizona, and I would I would have hated the game plan against him and Drew Powell. But um, you know, he's a great player, man. I hate to lose him, but Martez is just as good, you know, and he's going to put up big numbers this season. We expect big things from Martez this season. And then looking towards you know week one, March 12th against the Frisco Fighters, they, they got T.J. Edwards at the quarterback position, dual threat quarterback. Um, in one of your past interviews, you brought up how important it is pressure on the quarterback as a defense. So how, how, how are you uh, looking to contain him uh, looking into week one? Well, we know he don't have a lot of experience, T.J. Edwards. He was a backup in Arizona, so not a lot of indoor experience. Um, so we, we're not sure what we're going to get from him. I know when we played Arizona, when they came to us last season, he got in at the end of the game a little bit. Um, so we've seen a little bit of him. But, you know, just really just as a D-line on the front, just containing him, making sure he don't, you know, run out the pocket, you know, squeezing and closing them gaps and, and, the, def- and the defensive backfield, just confusing them, you know, mixing in some different coverages here and there and um, trying to make it hard for him. Coach? For the linemen, um, it's pretty much the same game. You're always blocking or you're always tackling or or trying to, you know, get to the quarterback and and rushing. Um, But for the receivers or for the D-backs, this game is played on a much shorter field than some of them are used to. How how do you teach that? How do you get them, you know, used to that in such a short period of time? Well, really, you just got to focus on angles in this league. You don't have to be the fastest guy. You don't have to be the most talented guy on the field. You just really got to know the game and, and know the angles of the game and trust your teammates. You know, I'm always big on um, communicating back in the back end. And, you know, your job can be a lot easier if you communicate with each other back there. So as long as they all on the same page, them four guys, um, I don't feel like nobody's job is hard out there on the defensive backfield. You know, a, a lot leading up to the season, we, we've talked about, you know, the, the transition from outdoor football to indoor football, sort of the changes, especially in terms of uh, the length of the field. But something that I, I heard in a past interview of yours is the importance of patience to be able to help those guys be able to adapt, learn the game. And so leading up to this season we, with some of the guys that we have on this current squad who might not have experience in the indoor game, um, how has that uh, teaching or acclimation been going so far with those players? They're going pretty good. We actually got a lot of good players that that's got actually catching on pretty fast. Um, you know, I'm big on patience, especially coming into the indoor game. I know how it was when I first came into it. It's a very, very different game. I don't realize. I don't think people realize how hard it is to adjust to this game, especially like Jeez. as a yeah, especially like as a DB. I feel like it's one of the hardest positions to adjust to. And um, I know Corian Ballard. You know, he's one of my um, new DBs coming in this season. He actually been playing pretty good. You know, catching on pretty fast to the indoor game. So I, I've been very impressed with him. Um, also, the D-line, too. You know, it's a different game for them as well. Uh, we got a lot of new um, pieces up there. Pittman, I know um, Theo. Um, 
Vontrell came back. I know he came to us at the end of the season last year, but he, he's still kind of new to the game. So they've been they've been um, catching on pretty good to the defensive side. And then in terms of uh, offensive as well, you know, it's it's much shorter field for for those wide receivers. So we've seen we've seen T.O. Redding. He's he's um, new player for the Pirates. How has he been doing with the acclimation, especially as a receiver that you've seen so far? Yeah, uh, Theo Red, and he's he's still learning the game. Um, it's a learning curve for him because you know they used to being at the line, and now they got a motion. So he got to get used to you know starting back motioning, and, and he learned a different terminology on offense as far as the playbook with Coach Stout and his scheme. So he's still he's still learning the game. I know it's, it's a process for him. Um, I know Zico too. He the same way, still learning the game, but. They both talented players, and like I said, we expecting big things from those two, along with To as well. Coach, I got two questions uh, just to uh, to follow up with that. First, um, how hard is it to to teach that timing? Uh, especially, you know, you, you see that just Alejandro, he, he, he's right on it. He's obviously, but you guys don't have a lot of, you don't have months of training camp to get that timing down. And I think that that's probably when you see the indoor football game, um, that's probably the biggest thing you notice right away. It's like, wow, wait a minute, there's two guys running at the same time in the snap, and, and, you know, very rarely is there a flag thrown on that. And then on the backside of that, um, the guys, to, to see that the boards, you know, we talked to T.O. Redding and, and some of the uh, D-backs like Harlan Miller, these guys put up their body against the boards. Like, once the, uh, the arena boards come into play, there's a whole different game involved. Oh, absolutely. Um, that, that's probably one of the biggest adjustments. You got to get used to the wall. And it's not really as bad as people think it is. You, Sometimes I mean, <laughs> it looks bad. It's bad if you're running blind and you don't see it coming and you're running full speed and flip over the wall. Yeah, that is bad, damn. But, you know, I, I know I teach my DBs how to, you know, brace yourself before you go into the wall. Um, got to put your body into it first. And, you know, you can, you can avoid the wall, but you just got to know it's there. And practicing inside the arena and playing more games, obviously inside the arena, you start getting adjusted to it. So it don't be as bad as people think it is. <laughs> One last question, then uh, we'll, we'll get into our uh, two-minute two uh, segment. But uh, especially with this being the first week of training camp, and we're less than two weeks away from um, opening night, what's sort of the energy um, with the team? Oh, positive energy. Um, we know we have a good team here. We know we expect it to win here. Um, so... We like the guys, you know, that we have on our team, and we're we looking to build on that. Like I said, we're looking to get a couple more guys in here. But like I said, a lot of positive energy, uh, very professional from these guys. Um, we can't ask for nothing more. And then going into our two-minute uh, seg- segment, uh, you, you mentioned that you, that you grew up in Cleveland. So uh, what are your favorite sports teams? Is, is it the Browns, Indians, <laughs> that, that sort of such? Or um, growing up, what, what was your favorite teams to watch, or even now, too? Actually, growing up to watch, I, I was a big fan of Deion Sanders, Jerry Rice, Emmitt Smith. Um, used to watch those guys. So the Cowboys, the 49ers, it was always big teams to watch growing up. Um, the Cleveland Browns, obviously, now I, I love watching the hometown team. They own every week, so we got to watch them. Yeah. So I love watching them. Thank um, God they're better now. <laughs> a little bit. Not, not this season, not this season. <laughs> but hopefully next season um, Baker can play a lot better. That's what we're expecting. Um, Cavaliers, you know, they're doing good this season, actually. The Cavaliers doing a lot better. Uh, I think they're number two in the East, so they playing some good basketball. But uh, when LeBron was here, the, the city was like, you know, on another planet. Um, we just had the All-Star game this, this past weekend with that, so I think we put on a good show for the city of Cleveland. 
And, um, you know, not a real big baseball fan, but, you know, we got the Cleveland Guardians. Are they the Indians Guardian. anymore? No, 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 they're the Guardians. They're the Guardians now. Haven't been to a game in years, but, you know, I got to make it to one of them games because it's been a while since I've been to a Guardians game. Did you did you hear that uh, LeBron said that the door isn't closed yet for him coming back to the Cavs, and then also um, the whole thing about how he's going to retire, which which uh, ever team his son is on. Well, yeah, I hope his son come to Cleveland so we can get him. Back. <laughs> but well, I feel like LeBron going to be in his last few years of his playing day, so he's not going to be the same player as he is now. Right. But um, it'd be good for him to you know close his his career out in, in Cleveland, and I feel like his son, if he get drafted and get picked up in the NBA. Um, to come to Cleveland and represent his dad in the right way in the city of Cleveland. And, and you mentioned some of your some of your favorite players growing up, Deion Sanders, Jim Rice. But uh, growing up, what was one of your favorite sports moments um, that you remember? As a as a kid, oh, let me see. You know, I used to play low league football, so I, I, I remember scoring my first touchdown when I when I first started playing football. Because actually, growing up. I don't know if nobody noticed, but I didn't used to like football. I was, <laughs> I was not a fan of football. It was very, very physical. It's painful when you got hit. I, I just didn't like it at first. I think my mom took me out of it my first year because I came home <laughs> crying. But, um, you know, I knew I was good. I had a special talent, and I knew I was good in it, so I pursued it. You know, got a scholarship in college, and, you know, it took me all the way. It took me to this point. So, you know, I wouldn't change it for the world. I, I had a very fun, successful career um, playing, so I'm looking to do that as a coach as well. And now before during that time when you didn't really like football too much, what, what were some of your interests other than football? I'm curious. As a kid, oh, let me see. Actually, nothing. I, I was I was all on football. Oh, okay. We played basketball when I was a kid. I mean, as a kid when we was young, we didn't have cell phones and social media, so we had to go outside and actually play and be kids, and <laughs> interact. And so you know, we had a basketball court around the corner from us. We always used to go out there and play basketball at the courts and. um you know, football came around. That was a football season, so we did that as well to stay active, you know, just to get out the house. So football was a big thing growing up in my family, and um, it was, it's a tr- tradition that we um, kept going. So it was like you, we ain't have no choice but to play football. Makes sense. You can go, John. Game day rituals. What do, you, what do you have to do or what do you have to wear, eat on game day? Um... I really don't. I mean, I don't know. Whatever they have at the DCU for the pregame meal, um, I normally, you know, get a little something over there. But actually, last last year, Coach Pass, he used to bring in some, some good barbecue, actually. I don't know if y'all had that, but he <laughs> – I think he owned a restaurant. I'm not sure exactly, but um, he brought in some good barbecue for all the coaches in pregame. We used to um, eat on that a lot. So, um Definitely. I mean, I'm not. I don't have no rituals on game day. I feel like I prepare my guys throughout the week to be ready for game day. So game day is easy. It's just really going out there and execute the game plan. So um, game days are fun. I look forward to. It. I look forward to seeing who step up and make plays. I look forward to seeing who's going to shine that week. Um, but it's always fun, interesting to see how the guys, you know, uh, adapt to the, the game plan for the week and go out there and execute it. And then just lastly, uh, you know, what um, what road trip are you looking forward to most uh, this upcoming season? You know, we're going to Arizona, San Diego, we know. Bay Area. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're not going, we're not to, going Vegas. to Vegas. We're not going Unfortunately to Vegas. Unfortunately not, but uh, I'm just wondering. Let me see. The, the, you know, San Diego, it's a pretty place. Yeah. I've been there a couple of times. It's a very, very pretty city. Uh, I think we go in there in the summertime, so it's going to be nice weather. Um, I love Arizona. One of my favorite places to go. Um, 
But California would definitely be one of the places that I look forward to going to the most. Uh, let me think of anywhere else. Um, always good to go to Bismarck where I started my coaching career. That's you know I got a, a lot of old friends there. It's always good to meet up and interact with those guys when I'm in town. And um, that's really it. I can't think of nowhere else as we go into. Yeah, Arizona and definitely um, San Diego, that probably be at the top two. It must be cool going back, when we do go back to Bismarck, like come, coming in now as the head coach of the Massachusetts Pirates. I mean, as you mentioned, you first started there as, as the defensive coordinator, and that's where you started your coaching career. But how's it feel now going in there um, as the head coach of, of the Pirates? It's going to feel great. You know, I got to thank um, Coach Rob Miller over there, the head coach for the Bismarck Bucks, for even bringing me into the coaching world, you know, when he was recruiting me to coach. Um, three years ago, I, I definitely wasn't looking to get into coaching. You know, it was I was just trying to figure out life after football, and I just like let me let me just give coaching a shot. You know, I had a lot of knowledge for the game, so I just wanted to kind of see if I see if it was the route I wanted to take. And you know, um, it, it took me right here, and it'll feel good to go back to Bismarck, and you know, hopefully close out in the win. That's always the goal is to win, um, and, and see what happens in Bismarck. But it's always bittersweet going back there, and you know. Um, where I started my whole coaching career. I love it. Coach, lastly from, from me, um, what's it going to be like uh, or what do you anticipate on opening night, raising the banner, getting the rings, uh, all the uh, you know the hoopla that goes along with celebrating being you know, the champion of the 2021 season? It's going to be an exciting night. Um, I just don't want it to be a distraction for our, our players. That's, that's the biggest thing as a coaching staff. We just don't want it to be a distraction. Uh, we don't want the players to lose focus and, you know, um, I know in the past, even anybody that always dish out the rings and lower banners, um, they, they always come out and lay an egg. So we're not trying to do that. We're trying to keep the guys focused, you know, just get this part over with and then focus on the game. Because Frisco, they're going to be a very good team. You know, they're probably going to be one of our toughest opponents on our side, we feel. Um, I know Billy back on put, a, put together a good team over there and had them guys ready to go week one. So we're going to be we're gonna be ready for them. They're going to be ready for us. So it's going to be a good game. So we just really got to – you know, embrace the moment, and then after that, get ready to lock in and, and win our first game at the DCU. And one last thing, as you mentioned, opening night's coming up very, very soon. And so for any of the fans out there, what, what sort of message do you have for them? Just come out and support um, the Mass Pirates. We, we have a, a good, good team coming off of Defender Champions and just need more support from the community of Worcester. Um, we um, definitely need that support. You know, we have a good team, like I said, um, good group of guys, a lot of former NFL talent. So we're not, you know, just signing anybody off the streets. We actually got some well-known guys, some some big-name guys on our team. So it's a good product. You know, I always tell people, once you come to an arena game, you'll never regret coming because it's, it's one of the funnest and most, most, yeah, most fun experiences you ever have. So... Like I say, I encourage everybody to come to an arena football game. It's a fun thing, fastest thing on turf, they say. Well, as we've described it, John and I have throughout this offseason, it's red zone football, and as you mentioned, it's definitely a top-notch product. So definitely go and check it out. As John mentioned, tickets are available on Always. Ticketmaster as well as on MassPiratesFootball.com. we got a little section for the tickets, so you can go and get them right there. But we greatly appreciate everybody tuning in to this episode of the State of the Pirate Ship. This is Ray Sean Kaiser. This is Johnny Wilbur. I'm Jake Kuzuski. And if you have not yet, make sure to subscribe on whatever audio platform you're listening to. We also post the video version on YouTube. But we'll keep you guys posted every single week what's going on with the Massachusetts Pirates, but we greatly appreciate everybody tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Arr.